This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was looking at our list of show ideas. Uh What was Vampire Little Women about? (laughs) Oh my God, I have no idea. Vampire Little Women? Yeah, let's look back to our notes. Stroke of brilliance. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Faina, TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. This week, we're going to talk about the difference between acting calm and being calm, and how we were recently able to be genuinely calm, dare I say, Sean Ryan (laughs) calm, during a very difficult conversation. Then we'll discuss our recent revelation about not anticipating the worst. And I've got a team bomb, and Sarah gives a big hit to her aunt. We've also got a very hot Hollywood hack, and I cannot wait to share it. And finally, one of our listeners emailed us a delightful British celebrity sighting. But first, Sarah, we um, have a little update. Um, As many of you know, we and all TV and feature writers in Hollywood are currently without agents. We're um, in a contract dispute with the ATA, which is the Association of Talent Agents. um, And that's ongoing, and we hope it resolves. But in the meantime... Writers are a lot more involved in negotiating than we usually are. Mm -hmm. Many have lawyers and managers, but nonetheless, they're without an agent, which is a huge deal. So we have a guest coming on next week who's going to help talk about strategies for negotiating. Yes. His name is Michael Donaldson. He's an entertainment attorney, and he wrote a book called Fearless Negotiating, The Wish-Want-Walk Method to Reaching Agreements That Work. So we're very excited to talk to him. I think what he shares with us will be very, very helpful for us personally. Yes, and (laughs) Um, many of you. So, And also, I think the strategies obviously, obviously apply not just to contracts for TV and movie writers, but to everyone in the world who has to negotiate. Yeah. So um, this is exciting. So tune in next week. Okay, Sarah, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desk Sub, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's being calm versus acting calm. Yes. This was a bit of an epiphany. It really, really was, because we had to have a difficult conversation. Very difficult. And usually, I think on the outside, we would have been calm. We would have tried to maintain as much of an appearance of calm as we could. But we wouldn't have actually been calm. And somehow, in this conversation, 
we were Sean Ryan level calm. Yes, and we should remind everyone, um, Sean Ryan is a uh, TV writer, executive producer, creator who we were we worked for on The Shield and other things. Yeah, we've worked with him other times, um, and he has a calm that we have always emulated. No, Nothing. we haven't emulated it. We've no, we've tried it, though. to emulate. We have <laughs> attempted to. <laughs> to emulate. And we've talked about it on yes. this show several times. Yeah. Um, and it comes up quite often. And we'll even say before a difficult conversation, okay, let's, you know, try to be Sean let's Ryan be Sean. calm here. And what's interesting to me is I thought acting calm was being calm. Often we have conversations that we don't want to be having. And my heart is pounding. My voice is like on the edge of shaking. I'm like clenching my jaw. Yeah. But because I'm not screaming out of control, I think (laughs) I'm being calm. (laughs) Then we had this conversation and afterwards we realized, oh my gosh, we were calm and we weren't just acting calm. My heart wasn't pounding. My voice wasn't shaking. I, I was relaxed in my chair. Yeah. Um, and it was like a a big moment. It was. It really felt like a turning point. And then we tried to um, evaluate, okay, <laughs> what did we do? What the hell just happened? What was going on in our minds? Yeah. And how can we continue in our lives, and especially in our work lives in this case, to actually be calm yeah. as opposed to acting calm? Right. Um, and there was a few things we kind of pointed to that we thought helped us be in that state. Yes. And the first one is that we knew our position in the discussion was a strong position. Right. We didn't we, have to be defensive. No, we weren't second guessing ourselves. It was something that we'd clearly thought through and we were able to to be honest in the conversation without sort of feeling like we might hurt someone's feelings or like it was it was a very kind of factual mm-hmm. conversation and and we felt really just right you yes. know <laughs> and also we prepared for the conversation um we kind of knew what we wanted to say and i think that helped us not be defensive mm-hmm. because we weren't caught off guard yeah like what are we going to say and then suddenly just react we kind of knew what points we had to make. Yeah. And I think also we didn't approach it as like a win or lose. Right. Like, I think in a way we sort of knew what the outcome of the conversation was going to be, whether, you know, no matter how it went. Right. So it didn't feel like. Right. We weren't like, we have to win yeah. this conversation. Yeah. I think that's a really important point. Yeah. And it ultimately, we were much more powerful, like we felt more powerful in the whole kind of experience before, during and after. Yes. I mean, it was pretty mind blowing. Like the difference between the pretending to be calm and actually being calm is monumental. Yeah. Um, Now, what's interesting, Sarah, is I I didn't realize this till, you know, well after the conversation. (laughs) We were just talking about this, but back to Sean Ryan. I had always assumed Sean was just acting calm. Like, I had assumed, well, of course, inside he's raging. He's a wellspring of you anxiety. Know, and, but yeah. he just knows <laughs> how to keep a lid on it and and pretend to be calm. But I realized for the first time, and this is crazy because I've known him for whatever many years, I'm like, oh, no, he's actually calm. He's really calm. He's actually just being calm. Yeah. Well, and that's why 
I have admired him so much is because I have always assumed that it was yeah. his genuine state of being. Yeah. And in some ways, that's problematic to think that because then I feel like, well, that's just Sean's personality. That's just how right. he is. That's not necessarily attainable for me. So for me, it was a revelation because I thought, oh, wait, that is, it's not just something that I can strive for. I can actually be that. Yeah. And do that. And we are that because we were already. Yes. We did it. We did it. We did it. You know, and it's interesting, Sarah, because um, as we've discussed many times on the podcast, we don't have an agent right now. Um, No writers do. And um, I think one element of this, look, we miss our agent. We hope we're reunited as soon as possible. But He's in a sense a parental figure, and it's almost like not having that figure on the landscape forced us to kind of be um, our own parents and like be calm, yes, to and take deal control. with the situation. Yeah. Um, whereas before, maybe we could have turned to him for help, you know, et cetera. Yeah. We didn't have that option, right? And we were really only listening to our own advice. Yeah. And you know what? We have often found that just listening to ourselves is really the best way to go. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> we do have good instincts. We do. Um, so now I want to hear from our listeners. Have you remained calm during a difficult conversation? How did you do it? Where does your calm come from? Like, do people have mantras? Do they have something they do before a difficult conversation? Like, there's so much to mine here. Yeah. Um And I'm proud of us. Let me just say that. I am too. Coming up, we share how we're refusing to anticipate the worst. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's Fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now it's time for Take a Hike, in which we talk about mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today it's mental. Liz, I realized we've been doing a lot on mental health, which tells you what our lives are like right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Now, Sarah, this came from you. um, And it's the Take a Hike this week is that we recently decided we don't know if it's going to snow in March. Yes. Explain. Okay. So... I uh, planned a trip to Minnesota in March, and my Aunt Jean and my stepmom, Anna, were going to drive up from Missouri to meet Violet and I, to meet Violet and me, (laughs) at our house in northern Minnesota. And 
for months before this, my Aunt Jean would be saying, well, what if it snows in March? What if we're not able Mm. to drive? It might snow in March. What's the weather going to be in March? What's the weather going to be in March? And I kept saying, I don't know what the weather is going to be in March, (laughs) and I'm not going to worry about March right now. Like, if we... If we have to cancel the trip, we'll cancel the trip. But at the moment, we're planning to go and, you know, it's fine if you can't make the drive. We'll we'll figure it all out, you know. Um, and I so I kept saying, like, I don't know if it's going to snow in March. And something about that clicked as this brilliant metaphor for so many things. Yeah. And it came up when I was stressing about something like I'm like, well, if the show doesn't get picked up, what are we going to do that? You know, and you were like, I don't know if it's going to snow in March. (laughs) And then we realized, oh, my God, this is like applicable to so many things. Yes. It's it's the, um, isn't it Ian Levan Zant who talks about awfulizing? Yes, don't awfulize. Yes. And I do have a habit toward awfulizing. It drives Adam absolutely insane. <laughs> and you. Everybody in my life. So we just decided we don't know if it's going to snow in March. And, and not anticipating the worst is so freeing in some ways. Yes, because one, we're not filled with doom and gloom because we're not talking about the snow in right, March. Right, Um, And then also, what if manifesting is real? Exactly. And by thinking of snow, we're bringing it on. Yes, and you, as we have discussed, I think, you are a really good manifester. I know. So if you're in the doom and yes. gloom anticipating snow place... What if that happens because I'm blaming it on you because you're manifesting this? I know. I can't. I have to be careful with my power. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and yes, I mean, anticipating snow in March at stress and anxiety yeah. for something that may not happen. Right. Probably won't. Yes. Um, and then, Sarah, as you've pointed out, when you're worried and stressed, you're not seeing other opportunities. Right. If you're if you're. We only have so much energy. Yes. Like, if so much of your energy is going toward, is it going to snow in March? Is it going to snow in March? You're not seeing all of these other possibilities and all of these other potential, you know, doorways that open to who knows where that could be amazing. Yeah. And then, Sarah, as soon as we stopped doing this, stopped worrying about the snow in March, Um, we got so active. I know. We did. We just, we exploded. We, th- we threw off the shackles yeah. of the future, basically. Right. Um, and we made really key decisions um, about our career that are going to be really impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, didn't worry about what we don't have control over. Right. Yeah. You know, I think, have we talked about be prepared, not preemptive? I don't know. Well, we may have. If we haven't, this was something that we talked about a lot um, when we were waiting for the show to get yes, picked up. Yes, Just the idea of... For season one. For season one, yes. Um, you can't control what's going to happen. Yeah. You want to be prepared for things, but you don't want to overreact to something that you don't know whether it's coming or not. And and we're much more in that headspace. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, I'm happy to say it did not, in fact, snow in March when you went to Minnesota. No, it was beautiful. The weather, I mean, it did snow once we got there, but the weather was beautiful for the drive up for my Aunt Jean and for Anna. Um, And we had a lovely trip. It did snow while we were there, but it was fun. Good. It was fun (laughs) snow. And now it is time for hits and bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. (laughs) 
But Sarah, you have a hit this week that's not Hollywood related or snow related for that matter. Yes, but it is Aunt Jean related. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a, a medical emergency happen in my family and I'll just, spoiler alert, everything turned out okay. okay. Um, but I did have to go to Kansas City for the weekend unexpectedly. And my Aunt Jean drove in. She lives a couple hours outside the city. She drove in and spent the weekend with me. Just to be moral support and be there for you. Yes. And uh, and she took me out to dinner on a, on Saturday night and kind of in the midst of all the stress that we're both going through professional stress. And then I had this uh, personal stress happen. I had a fun night out. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I was like, here I am. I'm out at dinner. There's, I don't have any responsibility for a child. Violet was at home with her nanny. Everything, you know, it was just like me and a grown-up hanging out and having fun. Um, and it was very unexpected that sort of in the midst of that, that would happen. So I just, a huge hit to Aunt Jean for taking me out, showing up and, you know, getting me through. Yeah. A reminder to us all that showing up matters. It does. You know, texting is not the same as showing up. Mm -hmm. That's a lesson for all of us. Um, okay, Sarah, we do have a team bomb. <laughs> yes, we and, do. And, um, okay, we recently, well, not so recent now, several weeks ago, had our Happier in Hollywood Writers Retreat uh, workshop. And as everyone left on Sunday afternoon, we shouted to them, we'll be sending you a survey. Please <laughs> fill it out. Because, of course, if we do future retreats, we want them to be even better than the first one. Yes. And we want everyone's feedback. And something like that is best done as soon as possible after the event. And we came home and we just hadn't done it yet. We fully intended to. Oh, I mean, we it was every like the intention. first thing on our list. Yes. And then... It just didn't happen. Yeah. And it turns out it wasn't that hard either. Well, no. I mean, it really, Mary uh, did it in about 15 minutes. Yes. And um, we went, yes, that looks great. Yes. Make these three changes. <laughs> yes. And off it went. Yes. Um, so we wouldn't have even done it except for... We knew we were giving ourselves a bomb. Yeah. And as soon as we were like, well, that's our bomb, we're like, well, we have to do it now. We can't just, like, not do it. Um, so it is done. Yes. Um, finally. And it anyone is. out there listening who did attend the retreat, please do answer the survey. We really want constructive criticism. We're used to criticism. Of course, we also love praise. So the good things you could point out, too. Um, but we want to... Like, we want to make the retreat better for the next one. Yes. Um, so, hits and bombs. Thank goodness there are hits, because if there yes. were only bombs, man, yeah, life would be rough. Mm -hmm. Coming up, Sarah shares the Hollywood hack that has changed her life. But first, a break. All right, and now it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. And Sarah, this is huge. It's all you talk about. <laughs> it is your sauna. Oh, my God. I got a sauna. I've been talking about this for, I don't know, two years. Yes, we've mentioned it on the podcast several yes. times. Um, my house actually has a sauna, but I had it disabled <laughs> when I moved in because it's a gas sauna, and I thought it was dangerous for Violet. You know, I'm a little safety paranoid, but... I had it disabled, and then I was going to have it changed to infrared. It just became this whole big thing. And then I said, screw it. I'm just getting a standalone sauna. So I got a Sunlighten Impulse Aspire. 
And it is the most wonderful thing in the world. And you put it in your sit. So your bedroom has like a sitting room to the side and yes. you just put it in there. I did. It used to be a TV room uh-huh. um, with my treadmill desk, my home treadmill desk and my exercise bike. I moved the treadmill desk out and I put the sauna in. Mm. And so I preheat it when I'm putting Violet to bed. Perfect. And as soon as she's asleep, I get in the sauna and I have done it every single night that I've been in town since I got it. Well, now I have to tell everyone about the most amazing thing about your sauna, which is oh that it has Netflix and Hulu. I know. <laughs> so it's it has so a screen in it. Yes, it has a screen. And by the way, I didn't know this when I got it. I was wow. just like, oh, I'll sit in it and, you know, whatever, be hot and bored for 30 minutes. Um but no, it has a screen and you can, and it has apps. So I can watch, I watched Game of Thrones in mm-hmm, it this nice. week. <laughs> like, I've been uh, watching The Passage because TV had sort of dropped out of my life in mm. a way because like at night I just felt like I didn't have space for it or time for it. But if I'm sitting in the sauna, I've been watching all these shows. I've been watching The Passage, which is Liz Heldon's show about the just phenomenal book by Justin Cronin. Um, and it's it smells like eucalyptus and cedar. Yeah, I mean the smell oh. in a sauna is kind of transporting. Yes, and it's pretty. Like I like it there, and it's, it is so pretty. You have to post pictures because when you told me about it, it didn't sound pretty, but it is really quite beautiful. It is, and you know, everyone can do their own research on the health benefits of infrared saunas and make their own decisions. But I think that they're very good for you. Um, and with my genetics, it's a really, really good thing for me to do regularly. So I feel like and I'll report back. I'll report back in the future about whether I'm having health benefits from it or not. But I think it's sort of inevitable because I I get so much joy from it mm-hmm. and I get so much relaxation from it. Which must make you sleep better. Yes. So, oh, my God. And you're watching more TV, which is part of our job. I know. I mean, come on. Win, 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 win. Uh, it sounds amazing. And you're going to get one. I predict. I keep mentioning it to Adam. Believe me. <laughs> I want one. Maybe when all of our stuff is settled and I know kind of what's going on, I will um, reward myself. Yeah, and you have sauna. to get a two-person one. Mine's one yes, person. It's that's small. True. It has to be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to love it. It's a life changer. Okay, Sarah, now it's time for this week's celebrity sighting. And we're shaking things up a little because this is actually a listener celebrity sighting. Yes, we got this great letter from Fiona. She wrote, I now reside in the home counties in England where, although George Clooney is practically a neighbor-ish, I don't personally see celebrities on a regular basis. Last weekend was a long bank holiday weekend, so we took advantage by taking our caravan away for a few days. She's tiny and called Jillian Caravanderson. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm a big X-Files fan, and side note, buying a van was the first item accomplished on my 18 for 2018 list. To get to our farmyard campsite in Oxfordshire, we total, I don't know if I said that right, but we towed along narrow winding roads through many sleepy ancient villages. On one idyllic corner, I stopped to let a country gent and his charmingly scruffy dog cross the road ahead of me. As he thanked me, I thought, is that Jeremy Irons? I looked it up, and it turns out he does live in that village. When he is not shooting a movie or spending time in his refurbished castle in Ireland, I suppose, a very unexpected celebrity sighting, very much not on a studio backlot. 
Well, first of all, Fiona's life sounds amazing. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> I'm like have life envy of Fiona. Um, and her writing was so beautifully descriptive. I know. I, I felt f- like I was there. I know. I felt like we just took a little country uh, weekend away there. Yeah, we took a jaunt and saw Jeremy Irons. Yes. Thank you, Fiona. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe. We're not just saying it, we really mean it. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. And thank you to our delightful assistant, Mary Merkins. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin, Happier in Hollywood as part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at SFain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, the problem is the place where we could put our sauna is the place that Jack thinks should be his hangout room. Oh. So, and it's got our exercise equipment. So it's like there's three competing agendas for this one room. Well, if it helps, mm. my sauna has a cardiovascular setting. Uh, so it's like exercising. Oh, I'll tell Adam that. Maybe that'll make the difference. <laughs> I know. From the Onward Project.